Yo, rest in power with me, Gene Oakland. That's real. But in the meantime, yeah, 205 podcast on the shadows and it's black. Doing that damn thing. WWE. Yo, let's get it, man. Your RP Mean Gene. Alright, so in real time, we got Kalisto taking on Leo Rush in the opening match at 205 Live. It's going to be the first of a couple between other two, them and two other 205 superstars that can, to determine who's going to be taking on the Cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy, at the Royal Rumble. And then in the main event, we're going to have Drew Gulak taking on Akira Tozawa. Boy, oh boy, what a night it's going to be. Happy New Year's if I ain't say it to you just yet. This is Blake. This is 205. Let's get it going. All right, so we know this is uh, definitely going to be a speed versus speed matchup between Leo Rush and Kalisto. Uh, these two are definitely, uh, well, Kalisto is very decorated, but Leo Rush is fairly celebrated. You know, whether we like him or not, he's someone that uh, gets the crowd to react to him. He gets... Uh, Oh man, we hit double backflips, a lot of uh, acrobatics early from Kalisto was showing off the speed. We got the Cruiserweight champion and Tony Nese uh, backstage, you know. But uh, again, back to this match, you know, we got Kalisto. He's had a great 2018 with the Lucha House Party. He has amazing moments. Like, you could just go look at Kalisto highlights anywhere on the WWE network. Any match he's in, it's uh whether it's high stakes or just a regular match he goes ham you know you start off the match and you don't necessarily believe that he's going to do much of anything but in Rey Mysterio's absence while Kalisto was on the main roster he said something then he was he's a former cruiserweight champion you know so we know he wants to go and to the Royal Rumble and get his shot at the cruiserweight championship once again and then we got Leo moving quick and oh man these guys I again I would highly recommend you get get to the network and or watch this matchup because these two are definitely showing off as far as uh again acrobatics goes and we know they both can hit hard and Leo one of the more silvery uh WWE superstars and cruiserweight superstars he hasn't been cruiserweight champion as of yet but you know he's had his eye on it and uh when he gets his mean streak going it's uh it's definitely one that isn't uh, forgettable or easily forgettable. So, yeah, these guys are going back and forth. It's uh, Leo with a bottom rope suicide dive. It's, it's uh, quick. Again, both of these guys. It's going to come down to who's who wants it more in this matchup. You know, he's uh, usually taking care of the almighty Bobby Lashley as far as motivation goes on the main roster, but... You know when he's on the when he's on in the cruiserweights and he's back in the ring, you know he's uh, his speed and I would even argue some of his power shots are second to none. Whether he's slapping you in the face or hitting you with the final hour, you know. So I couldn't take a pony in the race, but um, the way it's looking for right now, and I know it might not look that way for too long, but right now it looks like uh, Leo has a little bit of the upper hand just as far as uh in-ring physicality goes. We know Kalisto could do the corkscrew spins and he has a cool signature move, but Leo seems to have a little bit more of a mean streak, so he might just be able to take this. And Well, barring the interference from the Lucha House Party, but I don't foresee that either way. 
let's uh, see how this match turns out because it's uh, extremely interesting. And again, I would highly recommend you head on to the network and see it yourself if you're missing it because this one is, this is one of those matches that uh, if you're a fan of the Cruiserweight division, you'd want to see this one. Big springboard uh, flippy move from the top rope that Kalisto did to outside of the ring on Leo Rush. It was uh, one of the turning points of the match, so to say, until uh, Kalisto rolled Leo back into the ring, and Leo hits him with two roundhouse kicks directly to the jaw. Leo head up top and uh, gets kicked in the face by Kalisto, and, you know, both of these guys, after a couple of rest holds and uh, fair, fair maneuvers and uh, quick combo attacks, like three-punch, big elbow, uh, quick shots to the ribs, you know, from either from both respective sides. Uh, these guys are now fighting on top of the rope and uh, giant headbutt. I'm looking to see who's uh, going to be able to take more of it. You know, Kalisto with a springboard, it looked very, very safe. And, uh, it, you know, a couple of weeks back, even, I, wouldn't, I don't like going too far in the past, but a couple of years back, even Kalisto has not proven to be unsafe, but has moments where that high-risk, high-reward part was more so leaning toward the high-risk part. Whoa, fall-away slam, but it was really a moonsault-type pinning finisher maneuver. Uh, Kalisto went for it all just now. Got a near fall. Leo was able to kick out at two, but a fall-away slam into a moonsault cover? And, I mean, he was holding on to him during the fallaway and moonsault. It looked beautiful. Gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something else. These guys are fatigued now. You can almost uh, see the differences between uh, the cruiserweight division and the main roster because these guys are smaller, so they've uh, driven the air out of themselves, not to go at their cardio or anything like that, I'm sure it's uh, second to none, but Kalisto now trying to rally himself, get the crowd behind him, and uh, this is all a part of the story, the story says that these guys are fairly evenly matched, you know, oh, Kalisto going for the Salida del Sol, but uh, Leo is uh, attempting to reverse it, has him in an unprettier position, oh, and hits him with that spinning, unprettier uh, face drop. I'm not too familiar with these uh, names of these moves, but I know that uh, as far as the stories that are told in sports entertainment, these, not part of me, well, Kalisto took some impact to the head. You know, you play WWE 2K, yeah, his head is looking a little orange. If it was orange, I would say it went from orange to red. But uh, Leo is very upset, wondering what's it going to take. He's untaping his wrists. And I could only imagine what Leo is go what's going through his head now to try to put down Kalisto for the 1 2 3. Well, paying attention, uh, Leo is back to that uh, gritty style, punching him directly in the face. Kalisto looking like he's a little out of it. Don't know where to reach, trying to, he hasn't, he hasn't, he quit out, but, uh, well, that's a block, inverted, uh, you know, jawbreaker. All right, the fatigue is setting, and he got his corkscrew move off, but 
even though he got all of it, he didn't get all of his spins, so at least that's what I would think. Leo goes against the ropes and uh, kicks him in the face. Spinning heel kick, we got the back and forth, and this is exactly what was expected out of the two. After the spinning heel kick from Kalisto, Leo Rush picks him up into a fireman's carry position and dumps him over the top rope. Are the Cruiserweights going to be in the Royal Rumble at all? That's a question. I wonder. It would be cool to see a couple of Cruiserweights uh, in a Rumble match just to, uh, I don't know, maybe it would. Uh, I know we got the Cruiserweight Championship being defended, but these guys, uh, I know, we never know. It's always opportunity, but at the same time, you know, with just 30 spots and uh, R-Truth having number 30, so it's really 29 spots, you know, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. Kalisto is at nine with the refs count and just rushes back into the ring. Kalisto looks extremely fatigued. Leo is tired, but he's uh he's still on his feet. So um I'm not really too sure what it's gonna take. Leo looks like he's about to take it to the top rope. If it was me uh in the ring playing WWE 2K19, I probably would have stomped him a little bit, you know, and kept him down getting distracted this is the distraction from the lucha house party spinning the bachatas or whatever they would be called i'm not gonna even try to butcher the name in respect to the lucha libre culture but leo is heading up top and he's definitely being distracted oh kicks one out of lince dorado's hand oh man look this is a true distraction he kicked it out of dorado's hand but now dorado has reason to come up to the apron and distract the referee. Uh, he goes for a small drop kick out of the ring. He's, he's upsetting Lince. And it's funny because Lince can't touch him, but his, uh, his temper, I believe he's the hothead of the crew. Yeah, Grand Metalik is the cooler head of the three. That's what we've all been told uh, by the commentary team, who always does a good job sharing and explaining how the match is going. Kalisto was able to land a Salida del Sol, and that's one, two, and three. So what is that? Leo's second rush? I mean, second rush, second loss on the 205 Live roster? Hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens when uh, they go one-on-one -on -one with no interference, but that could be down the line. It could even be next week. Who knows? We'll just have to uh, wait to see, but very good match. I wouldn't even be mad at the ending, you know, the Lucha House part. Just like we said before, these guys always look out for each other. Oh, wow, hold on. They're, they're getting water, coffee backstage. The Cruiserweight champion and Tony Nese watching along. Uh, they were just offered, uh, I, I assume, some form of, some, some beverage and uh, didn't like it. Tony Nese didn't want it. You know, he's healthy. But, uh... The Cruiserweight Champion took a sip and looked like it was some really, really bad coffee. But, um, either way, I know that this, uh, this solidifies Kalisto's spot. I believe it's going to be a fatal four-way match at the Royal Rumble on January 27th for the WWE Network. So, Kalisto gets his spot, and, man, this, uh, this says a lot about the match. So, yeah, it's going to be two other superstars and Kalisto and the Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. I'd be very interested to uh, see who wins. And I'm curious how that story is going to be told between all four superstars. We know that they're able to all, you know, 
hit a big move, fall out the ring, hit a big move, fall out the ring. But um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I want to see something a little different, but I would like to see. Uh, we leave it to Triple H because he's he's great at doing this. Either way, on to a commentary. What are they sharing with us? Ah, uh, running back to the street fight from two weeks ago. Akira Tozawa jumped into that trash can. Remember that? Closing sequence. Brian Kendrick and Drew, excuse me, and Gentleman Jack were on the uh, top rope. And D. Brian Kendrick was able to land the slice bread number two and pick up the one, two, three victory after a crazy four match. I remember the chair spot. It was the broom and mop. Hold on, but we got the submission commission backstage. What are they saying? Excuse me. Wait, what, what's this? Oh. Do you consider yourself an underdog in tonight's matchup, considering Tazawa's victory in the street fight last month? Ms. Braxton, there are many words that I would describe myself as. Best submission specialist in WWE, leader, but above all, I'm a realist. Last week, they had every weapon at their disposal, and that match only proved that Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa are nothing but low-rent brawlers, and they still got lucky. So am I, am I an underdog? Tonight is not a street fight. Tonight is a wrestling match. There will be no weapons, and rules will be enforced, which puts Akira Tozawa at an utter disadvantage. When he steps to me, he will. That's what he said. Lovely Caleb Braxton uh, interviewed these two real fast, and we just caught the answer. Oh, but he got the gulag face on the hand, hand mitts, the boxing mitts, and such like that. Tazawa punching him. Brian Kendrick holding him. Oh, and beating him up. These guys are going at it next up. Main event, 205 Live. So as we get into the main event, beforehand, we cut backstage to Drake Maverick again, speaking about how... 205 Live is essentially the pinnacle of cruiserweight sports entertainment in the world. It's the place where you want to go. If you're a cruiserweight and you're coming up, you, the pinnacle of where it goes down is the WWE cruiserweight division. So he's been on, in contact with uh, other GMs of other brands and he's been attempting to uh, scout some new talent. We were promised in this a new era, a fresh start, new matches, new faces, and, and Drake Maverick and 205 Live, entire, including the entire roster, is not exempt to that apparently. So we're going to get a definite uh, crew of uh, new faces in time, and I can't wait to see what happens. So moving into the main event, we've got uh, you know, Drew Gulak taking on Akira Tozawa. Now, Tozawa... Uh, I like them, you know. I, I like both of these guys. I know they've both been around from the earliest days back in the classic. I know that uh, we're going to keep it on Tozawa for a moment. He has a great character just as far as, you know, being fun. And uh, he's it's something else with him, you know. He's very he, decept deceptively strong. I say that, you know, and... Anytime he gets in that ring, it's, uh, wait, well, pause. 
we've still got the cruiserweight champion and his uh, running mate Tony Nese backstage. Tony Nese got his healthy drink with him, shaking it up. But um, yeah, Tozawa has been able to uh, maintain a level of relevance. He's a former cruiserweight champion, and he doesn't necessarily have to go for all of the flip hardy moves and such like that. He is a bit of a flyer, you know, and I know that uh, Drew Gulak is more of the map-based technician. So uh, going dealing with Drew Gulak, you know, I think Tozawa, just like Drew Gulak said, has to uh, he's gonna have to really stick to the mat style, and he can. Oh man, Drew Gulak is dangerous. You know, he's a submission specialist. One of my dream matches and still would be or still is would be Drew Gulak taking on D Dan well Zidu, D Dane Bryant. It don't matter. This guy but both of these guys are really good and uh you know, take nothing away from either one of them. But right now dealing in the cruiserweight division, I would argue that Drew Gulak is probably the best uh in ring technician. He knows how to handle like all, all of the aspects and doesn't necessarily need to do all the flipping stuff to be extremely dominant, you know. So it's uh, this one here, uh, is this a qualifying match? I'm not too sure. This might just be a rivalry that they need that just needs to be blown over after some time. But these guys are going at it. I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't think this is for uh, the third spot in, or the second spot in the match uh, at Royal Rumble. But as far as these two go, they both definitely have something to prove. Uh, they both were knocked out in the street fight. Tozawa was able to uh, knock him out but knock himself out and uh, with the trash can spot. Oh, man. Tumble roll underneath the leapfrog, but in that, when he landed, well, when Tozawa landed from the leapfrog, he was able to bring him in for a roll-up very fast. So Drew Gulak, just as strong as he is, he's quick too, and still doesn't need to do the flipping stuff. Jab fake out jab from Tozawa after an illegal ear hold in the corner. This is, again, that, uh, that gritty style of Drew Gulak, grabbing on the man's ear. He was able to bait him outside and uh, hit him with a knee. Again, went back in the ring. Uh, I think he was rolled back in or something like that just to break the count. Well, he rolled back in, pardon me, and went back out to hit him with a quick drop kick to send him into the barricade, Gulak to Tozawa, and then hits him with a spine buster. Uh, well, excuse me, a scoop slam, not a spine buster. I apologize. But his spine definitely looks like it's hurt because he took that one outside of the ring. definitely been paying attention to the back doll uh, for a fair part of the match but now it's oh man Drew Gulak jumping into a stomp on uh, Tozawa's back now he goes off of the bottom rope with a jump and to stomp his back yeah he's definitely been paying attention to it now he's uh, into a submission hold we call it a rest hold by some if we're looking at the storyline this move is extremely painful He's pulling back on his lats. He has his knee on his spine. Well, knee in his spine, essentially. And uh, Tozawa, I don't know. He looks like he's trying to reach the ropes. He can... Uh, all right. He's pulling back on his shoulder, but Tozawa was close enough to the ropes. 
we got to three on the ring count, or the referee's count, as far as the uh, disqualification would go. So he didn't utilize the entire count, but he utilized a fair bit of it. Look, look at, oh my goodness. Gulak is grabbing his nose and lifting him up by that. This is that gritty style. Oh man, a scoop slam with authority also. But uh, with all of this background noise, I can uh, I have to ask pardon. On this the last day, we'll be doing real time. Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I'm not too sure. Uh, but uh, right now, he definitely has him in another. Uh, Another submission hold, not necessarily a crazy submission, but he's pulling his head back. Tazawa is uh, fighting his way out, though. How are we going to do it? Tazawa went for his, uh, one of his signature sequences, went for the kick, and was able, Gulak was able to catch the kick. Went for a power bomb, but uh, fell out of the ring off of a hurricanrana, then leaving him open to another one in the ring. And uh, when he rode, when he ran back in the ring, and Cesar was able to really land that spinning kick that he was going for initially. So I'm looking at the story of the match, and so far it's, uh, you know, Cesar not getting the upper hand the entire time, just based on Drew Gulak's power. But he now, with uh, some of the quickness that Tazawa is demonstrating, he's looking like he's gonna, he's able to, uh, he might be able to pick up the victory. Not too sure. Uh, I think I could tell we still got a couple of minutes left with the match. Got him into the corner. I guess he's going up top now. He looked like he caught a second win for a moment, but he's, uh, how they call it, gingerly heading to the top. He was going for that, that senton off the top rope, and uh, Gulak was able to roll to the apron. And he's on the apron attacking, and Cesaro uh, took, took one hit, and he was able to block the other one and kick him down. So now he's on in the second rope, and it was a giant leg drop. It's, oh, man, yeah. Vic Joseph speaking on the lower back. After a leg drop from the top rope, Landing on Drew Gulak, who was in between the ropes just now. That lower back landed directly on the mat. Didn't look uh, safe. Well, not safe, but it didn't look like it felt good. Oh, it was a senton. It looked like a leg drop from the angle, but now that we got the uh, slower mode replay, he landed on his back, from well, on the, from his back to the back of his head. So I'm not too sure, man. Tazawa is, uh, he's definitely fighting with everything he has. Going for some open palm strikes and a spin kick to the gut. What do we got? It looked like he was going for a Shana Wizard, but Gulak was able to lift him and just tosses him one arm power bomb position into the turnbuckle. Oh man, is Gulak going for the Gulak? He, he has him. He has him halfway into it. He hasn't dropped down yet. All right, Tazawa was able to jump over the rope. Let me do a backflip over his shoulder for a near fall, went for a kick, Gulak blocked and hits him with a devastating lariat. Flips Tozawa over, but we got a one-two kick out after that. What's it gonna take? This is what, this is what's in Gulak's eyes. Excuse me, Gulak, you know, I, I, whatever. But right now, just looking at the match and uh, 
and seeing what again what story is being told now is to be in that part of the match where I think things are gonna start getting really physical because uh, Gulag doesn't know what's what is gonna he need to know what it's gonna take. Does Tozawa have anything left in the tank? Uh, goes for a sunset flip and the roll up, but uh, Gulag gets out of it, and oh my goodness, a devastating power bomb to reverse that. And it was still a near fall. Kick out at two from Tazawa. I'm not too sure how much more Tazawa is going to have in the tank. Just as far as the story in the match goes. Man, literally looks like uh, Drew Gulak can pick up this victory if he hits him with a couple more devastating moves like that power bomb he just gave him. Gulak got to yeah, he, he's look like he's gritting his teeth. He got the evil in his eyes. Is he going to go up top? No, nah, nah. We know he doesn't do that. What else are we going to get from this guy? Kicking him in the head, punching him in the side of the face. Oh, man. Skull shot, forearm from Tizawa trying to fight back. But it, I'm, I'm, I, it's really looking like Gulak is going to be able to take it. Oh, wait a minute. Those forearm shots were taking a little bit more out of him. Oh, man, bounce off the ropes and give him a big one. <laughs> Gulag legs were shaking. <laughs> the man was doing the butterfly in the ring just now. Oh, was that a fake out because Oh, the boots. Just these guys are going back and forth. Now I'd officially say head on to the network and watch this match. Oh, man. Into one of these big submissions. Yeah, definitely go watch this match on the WWE Network. These guys are, uh, give, uh, uh, that, that submission looked like it was going to work for a while, but Gulak was able to reverse out of it. Now he has his leg uh, wrapped behind his neck, and his knee is hurting. He spun around with them, and oh man, yeah. What is that, a stretch muffler or something like that? I'm not too not too sure, but that lower back is looking like it's in a lot of pain. Uh, Tizawa reaching for the bottom rope, but he can't. He, right now, he's looking like he's tired. He's not giving up? All right, he had gave, in, gave his wizard the last gasp. He reaches the ropes. But how much more does he have left in him, man? This definitely speaks to the power of Drew Gulak, but definitely speaks to the resilience of Akira Tozawa, but now his leg is hurting. I would say his, uh, his uh, midsection is orange, but his leg is, uh, we could call it maybe yellow, you know, maybe it's uh, closer to orange, depending on how long this goes. Yeah, see, I'm not too sure if you guys picked that up just now, but even Nigel McGinnis said that gas tank looked like it's getting close to empty, and I agree with that. Oh, big forearm from Gulag. Another big forearm. Oh. Face first into the middle turnbuckle. But Tazawa limping. Okay. Belly to back suplex from Tazawa. How much does he have left? He gets to his feet, but he is literally hobbling at this point. I'm not seeing it. One leg climbing to the top. He's clearly going for that giant senton, but his leg is bothering him. He almost fell down. He's heading up. Is he going to be able to land it? 
Oh man, and Gulag moved out of the way, opened his legs up for the catch, and now he has the Gulag cinched in. I think this is a tap out. It is center of the ring. I think this is it. There's nowhere, to, there's nowhere for him to go. He can't reach. The Gulag is one of those moves where if you're not close to the ropes, when it goes in, there's not really going to happen for you. He's got his legs wrapped, but he's, try he's trying to roll him over. All right. Dang, all right then. Good job. He's underneath the ropes. He has to break the hold. They both fall down to the mat, but my goodness, Gulag slams his face into the ground or to the outside. So Gulag is up. But look at this. Look, they replay replaying that spot where he slammed his face into the ground. Well, into the, you know, there we go, the mat outside. Rolls back in and rolls back out to break the ref's count. Knife edge chop on the outside. I'm really not too sure how much more Tazawa can take from this man. Oh, he runs him into the ropes, but with the good leg, he was able... He, well, not ropes. He tried to run him into the corner, into the post or whatever, but that didn't work for too long. Put his leg up to block it, but gets rolled back into the ring by Gulak. Big boot to keep uh, Gulak off of the apron. To suicide drum, what, what, suicide dive, torpedo dive, in between the second ropes and landed again. Sends him back inside the ring. Gulag is looking like he's in the drop zone. Now he's going back to the well for one more time. Hit, banging on that uh, left knee. How much does he have left? He's going for the senton. Oh man, Gulag gets up. Yeah, he's ready for this stuff. He got this guy scouted. I would argue that Gulag has his number, man. He's been getting him a lot. Gulag trying to, he uh, pushed him and uh, pushes him down onto his groin area. So both of his legs are out of it. I would say this guy's in full red at this point if you play WWE 2K19. His body has got to be, got to be writhing in pain. Gulag got a face on. Oh, told him he lacks discipline while he was sitting there on the top ropes and gets smacked in the face. Whoa, Gulag is heading to the second rope. Now, I don't know. Safe and sound on the ground is usually the mantra. Going for a superplex on the second rope. He had him lifted, but Tazawa putting his weight down to remain on the ropes. Oh, Gulag had him picked up, but he got pushed back down? Try, uh, yeah, okay. What are we gonna get? Did he slip off of the ropes? Is that what they call it? Gulag is on the top rope. You know, this is not something you see very often. How desperate is Drew Gulag, Percy Watson? He's very, look, you know Drew Gulag is scared of heights. This is, this is technically the, the reason why he doesn't like the, well, he likes to keep it mat based. Oh, falls off of the top rope and takes a big bump right to the drop zone. I think this is his opening. This is Tazawa's opening to take the victory. Let's see how it goes. He's up there. He's focused. Going for the senton and lands it. There it is. That looks like the three. That is the three. Wow. Okay, so it was a qualifying match. 
Tozawa is heading to the Rumble. What an opportunity. Yeah, he definitely was attempting to put him away, went to the top rope, but that did not uh, that did not land for him in his favor. Early in the match, see, that was when he went for the first senton officially, and Drew Gulak had a scouter that was able to sanction the Gulak. Tozawa didn't even get to curl his body in the way that he usually does because you can see the pain in him. There goes D. Brian Kendrick in the ring celebrating with him. Alright, so what's it looking like? Good. Cedric Alexander taking on Hideo Itami next week. And the winner joins the Fatal 4-Way Cruiserweight Championship match at Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's going to be big. A match of respect. Oh, here goes Seth himself. He walks around with this intimidation factor that seems to work on everyone else. But not me. See, Hideo, I don't care you are or what you've done in the past. The fact of the matter is this, that next week in our match, it will end the same way the first one ended, with you lying on the mat with a broken back in my hand, raising your hand. Man. Oh, man. Cedric, oh, wait. Your is speaking to is absolutely admirable. I mean, even since your only friend, Mustafa Ali, left you for the bright lights of SmackDown Live, you still managed to pick yourself off the ground after every setback. But next week, you're not facing the same Hideo Itami that you wrestled last year. This Hideo Itami is a 205 tornado, and you mm. are standing in his path of destruction leading all the way to the Royal Rumble. Cedric. Yeah. Okay, dude. <laughs> want your cruiserweight championship back, but all you're gonna get is a lesson in respect. Mmm. That's what's up. That was very good for those guys. Very good. I like to see how uh, these guys can continue uh, meshing together. Now Hideo Itami has a mouthpiece in Arya Davari. And next week, those two are going to go at it to see who's able to uh, take the very last spot for that Cruiserweight Championship Fatal 4-Way match at Royal Rumble. Man, 
they saying that the, the cruiserweight tornado world is it gonna give away a lesson in respect all right all right i know cedric ain't no slouch and i know her tommy has something to prove uh, maybe we might see some shenanigans from uh from his newfound uh, mouthpiece in Aria Davari, but that all remains to be seen. We're going to have to find out next week on 205 Live. So, with all of that being said, this is Blake. Thank you for listening to the podcast in the shadows. Shouts to the scumbags. Shouts to everything pro wrestling. Shouts to uh, all of the people that actually support. I really do appreciate you guys, and uh, be sure to share this and tell your friends about it. Uh, download the app. And uh, let let them know that we're doing real time analysis on this side as far as uh, as far as I can make it happen. So I will catch you guys next week. Cannot wait. I'm hyped for the Royal Rumble. If you haven't subscribed to the WWE Network yet, I suggest you do so. The sign up is easy as one, two, three. And um, catch you guys then.